0: Hurt you, me. me to your everyone and welcome to the bedpost podcast i of course am your host aaron pym and what i like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations surrounding sex and sexuality today i'm very excited to talk to one of my favorite twitter follows ever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, oh, <you're> so... <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, there's no lie There is no lie Where is the lie? Uh, please welcome to the mic, everybody The golden glamazon herself, Cindy Devereaux Hi, Cindy Hi,
1: Hi. hello, hello Hi, everybody <laughs> hello. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet
0: <laughs> Oh, it's so true I'm like, you're one of the people that I just retweet Like, very often Because <laughs> gorgeous content Like, really gorgeous content
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I am um, a bit of an aestheticist, I think is the word. (laughs) Really into how things look in the world.
0: Yes, and that's so true. Um, Like the vibe I get from your content is just like beauty, you know, just like everything (sighs) is be you're obviously beautiful as a person inside Mm -hmm. and out. But like, yeah, the aesthetics of your content. Beautiful.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's um, where's that come from time? Oh, Lord. Uh, kind of a little bit of everything. I mean, I grew up wanting to be an artist um, yep. ever since I was a little kid and wanting to be an entertainer. And then, um, you know, I started modeling pretty young uh, and then I was a suicide girl.
0: <laughs> kind of. Oh, my God. That got like me on the school. goth track. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. I know exactly. Like that was my earliest porn, I think. Like yeah. like like good porn, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean I wanted to be a suicide girl before it was I was even legal to be a suicide girl and uh waited, you know. Yeah. I joined went joined as soon as I was eighteen, started putting in, you know, different sets and all of that stuff, you know, how they used to do it. I don't know how they do it now. I haven't been on there in quite a long time, but um That's I so went cool. I just have live to say. in two thousand five. It was a very long time ago. <laughs> But, But, you know, it's like they did so much with photography during that period of time, you know, it was before social media really blew up. And so there was a lot of photographers taking really incredible risks with naked ladies. And that made me really happy to see. And I was already really inspired from pin-up and through pin-up on Suicide Girls and then my own interest in pin-up, that's how I got into the burlesque thing. It was actually not the other way around. So I had always been or I have been a naked lady in some form online since I was legal okay. until now. Same. <laughs> I, have yeah.
0: so, I have so many questions. That's amazing. So, okay, how <laughs> do how did how did one? We don't know how they do it nowadays. You just mentioned, but mm-hmm. how did one back in the day, two thousand five ish, circa yeah. two thousand five? How did one become a suicide girl?
1: Well, so it, I think it took me at least a year, maybe a little bit longer, to become a suicide girl. But back then, you would shoot with whoever I think the my my first photographer was my my then boyfriend you know shooting in our living room yeah uh, I was you know just very lo-fi uh and then you submit those sets and then suicide girls will tell you whether they would take it or not so it was very kind of a closed practice right like it wasn't there was no online review or anything like that it was like you li- like I literally pr- I think I printed up these photos and like sent them hard away. copy yeah yeah man <laughs> and then just you know cross my fingers and you know i wasn't accepted then and then i i started shooting with their staff photographers so there were some really amazing photographers that i got to shoot with um including london who i hope is still shooting because she was just so wonderful um and and through that i was able to get onto the site but unfortunately you know it's like the the punk and goth like pinup girl scene was very closed to black women and mm, women of color mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so like even though I had some tattoos and by the way there weren't like great tattoos so it wasn't like <laughs> they I mean,
0: were bad just, tattoos
1: <laughs> I mean yeah there weren't I wasn't like killing it back then um you know but I was definitely alt and I was definitely you know pinup mm-hmm, um right? but it was still harder for me I didn't gain like really any traction Um, or popularity from being a pretty girl on that site and like every part of any of my popularity back then, I mean, it was a much smaller site back then. And there was, you know, not as many, uh, women, uh, models. I think I was like, I was like number 200 or something. There's like thousands now, like it was, it was, you know, lower on, on the ranks back then. Um, but I, all of my popularity or any of my fan base just came from like me being weird on the internet.
0: Like yeah, me you being talking yourself. back and
1: yeah, me interacting with people. Um and that's what I really appreciated about about that site in particular. And it was fun to be a suicide girl. Like, you know, I got to go to events, like I got to show up and be a suicide girl at like raves and stuff.
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's cool. Right, you know, and they're like, Oh yeah, you just
1: stand around and you you know, you give away this merch and you're like a suicide girl at a rave and I'm like, Great, this is wonderful. <laughs>
0: as far as jobs go pretty cool job yeah yeah, you know you get
1: hired to be like you know weird go-go girl somewhere you go to an event and you would go to like regional events and meet people and it was a really you know pre pre pre-actual social media because this was before it was like right around the time myspace happened right yeah
0: yeah yeah like um (laughs) you had to go just, to a website yeah you yeah. To, to see the pictures and to go on the website and interact and do all that stuff yeah. it was like it was just a website
1: <laughs> yeah it was just a website you know and this is this is one of those first <laughs> those first terrifying articles about like don't meet the people that are online you know oh, yeah, you know yeah,
0: yeah, kidnap yeah, yeah, and yeah,
1: murder yeah, you and yeah. and and so you know i was meeting people from groups like we would have like barbecues and we would meet up for pool or bowling or how I got to go and see a burlesque show was we, there was a whole big group of us that went to a burlesque show. So that was, it was a really amazing time. I wish I would have gotten to create more than I did during that period of time, but you know, I can't Still. really be mad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Still pretty fucking cool experience. Just to yeah. say it was a su- suicide girl, like, mm, like amazing. in the
1: old school one. Yeah. The way. an OG, I'm that OG, OG, yeah, I'm that
0: OG card. <laughs> I will. Yes take it wear it with pride put it on a pin keep it on the front of your shirt love it indeed amazing (laughs) so where did okay so you said you had kind of pinup inspirations right Mm -hmm. um can you tell me who were some of your favorite pinups or pinup artists
1: yeah i mean it's just it was very much everybody's entry is Betty page right a lot of people's entry is Betty page and then this was so when i first started getting into this this is like right at the beginning of YouTube, like, like just so at the very, very beginning of YouTube. And so there wasn't a lot, right? And every every video that had like pinup girls or that kind of like was on the fetish tip. Yes. Because that's where all of those videos came from was like something weird videos, which was an incredible resource. And I, I hope that they're still around. Um, but you so you would be able to like, basically, unfortunately, see a lot of nameless models, this is so true. many nameless models, and be able to just kind of take in those videos and everything. And so, you know, from there, I was just really intrigued by the idea of getting to wear lingerie for myself, and loving, you know, stockings, and corsets, and, you know, gargoyles, high,
0: high-waisted things, high-waisted and extremely high
1: shoes, like, I
0: really, really mm, love high those Those shoes
1: Oh my gosh. Well, and just high heels in general, like I'm extremely tall. And so like dealing with my height has always been a thing and getting to enter this world meant that I got to unabashedly wear those heels, right? That was like welcome and absolutely necessary for the look. And no one thought anything twice of it. Now, if I go and wear, you know, six inch heels down to, you know, dinner, (laughs) with my husband like you might get people a are like, looks. what is happening <laughs> yeah because then i'm six eight
0: <laughs> wow yep that's and that is tall yeah yeah that's a lot you're noticeable at lot. that point
1: <laughs> i mean i'm li- i'm noticeable regardless so you know it's like <laughs> six two and you know half shaved head like it's a lot for some it's just people. it's just gorgeous you know i'm sure people are like who is that well with the pandemic it's been interesting because you know it's like half me most of my face is covered i'm just like a faceless,
0: half shaved head, you know, black lady walking around it's been fascinating yeah it's funny i get both of like half um i'd say it's kind of divided uh, like about 50 50 where some some people that does not stop people from cat calling you it's like you literally oh, yeah. can't even see my face doesn't you're, matter you're just you know horny horny yeah like any uh, any person just walking you will be like hey 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 how are you doing what, what you know you're beautiful hey you know like <laughs> you're okay like, you're like oh are you just looking at the what are you looking at, yeah, here, what are sir? You like seeing? what's going on? Yeah. And then on the other side of that, I've definitely experienced like oh, I love the anonymity of going out and even people maybe that I kind of see around that I'd rather not engage with maybe just on that day I rather not be social whatever it is you know mm-hmm. I can't I cannot like they would probably not I mean I have blue hair so there's that recognizable feature right but, you can't sneak into a room either but in in general you know I can kind of be a little more anonymous with a mask on um, yeah. Toronto is very incestuous so you just when you're out you see every you're person out. that you would don't want to see on that day. <laughs> That's fair. So I felt I I will definitely keep wearing a mask, you know, in certain places for that reason. It's kind of nice. little shield. Yeah.
1: Yes, it's a shield. I definitely have always, you know, growing up wanted an invisibility cloak and so the, yeah. this pandemic has kind of offered that in a, in a tiny way. Yeah. <laughs> In some oh little God, way This is what it's like, okay, interesting
0: yeah. I was definitely a person that, um, you know, big Betty Page fan I, I think mm-hmm. that's like, that's the most common entry point you mentioned Like, everybody just loves Betty, right? That's like a gateway drug Yeah, anyone that's into this aesthetic, let's, maybe mm-hmm. let's say that way They're gonna be like, yeah, yeah, started with Betty Page, 100% and um, then you can
1: find Bunny Yeager photography, right? Uh-huh. And then all of the, like, and then you go into cult classics. So you find, like, Teresa Satana and, like, all of these really babely babes that were just, like, too sexy to be mainstream babes. And I loved that so much. Like, they were just slightly more dangerous than society was going to, to allow at that time. <laughs> yeah, their
0: waists, waists were slightly smaller. Their hips were slightly bigger. Like, just... And- and you know, boobs
1: were so much bigger,
0: quite a lot larger. <laughs> oh my god, just magic!
1: Just it's you know, so their amazing. hair. Oh my gosh, all of it.
0: I was a huge um, Gil Elfgren fan, as far as like artists, um, pinup Excellent. artists, like drawings, mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. originally like pre-war time, but became kind of more mainstream wartime. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pinup like drawings was where I yeah, was at yeah. young. So. Um, yeah, that, that was, uh, Claw Elgrin. was the
1: first artist that gave me like feelings.
0: Yes, yes, another fantastic. Yeah, there's so many, but like, I think yeah, there's something very cute about Elverns that mm-hmm. hit that. It, it's kind of funny that this is kind of, um, well, it's not. It's not that funny. <laughs> Let me say it first. Um, it hit that con non-con vibe of like, oops, I didn't mean to have my skirt blown up Mm -hmm. and somebody saw and I didn't, you know, necessarily mean to do that or want them to see but they did, you know what I mean? It's that con -con non-con vibe. Oh, no. Oopsie? Oh, gosh. You know, like... Super cheeky, yeah. Very cheeky, you know, so that vibe that, you know, is not funny for obvious reasons because consent consent is (laughs) is not a funny topic. Um, But... (laughs) And also, it's just, you know, I guess a common kind of eroticism, um, mm-hmm. because it follows that heteronormative kind of patriarchal narrative, you know, but that was, that was something so deeply resonated to me that, that it was like that self-awareness of the oops moments. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And some of the Elfgren, like, portraits were like, it, they're absurd things happening, like, that you accidentally see their panties, you know what I mean? Like... Like, I'm picturing the one where one skirt was caught in an elevator and the elevator yeah, starts yeah, yeah. going up. And she's like, Oh no. I'm like, How? Okay, now she clearly was so self aware and definitely did that on purpose because how on earth would you otherwise <laughs> get That's your skirt of- caught right? in an You're elevator? Like grabbing your
1: underwear, <laughs> waiting till the door closes,
0: looking around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the perfect moment. Okay, press a button. Press a button. You know, is there a <laughs> friend helping help you set me. up this? Yeah, like. That's the is... only way I could picture these situations actually happening. <laughs>
1: what a con artist, right?
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> pin up GF, like, like aid, Aider and a better G- BF. B- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> With these situations. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Isn't that the artist that also would, like, suggestively draw a lot of, like, suggestive fruit and, like, baguettes and stuff, like, kind of, like, phallic food. Oh, certainly. To go along with it. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. (laughs) Lots of metaphoric images, imagery in in these portraits, yeah. (laughs) Posed with a lot of, you know, yeah, yeah, very cheeky, as you said before, kind of themes, right? So, yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, I think that really influenced, like, me going into professional domination and Mm -hmm. trying to kind of figure out, like, I, knew, I know I, I have kind of broad tastes as far as aesthetic goes, like for fetish wear and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I think I kind of went back to those roots of like these pinupy roots to be like, okay, what aesthetics do I want to kind of embrace in my lady mm-hmm. prim persona? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So did well, you I'm kind of find... Those- Sorry, oh. sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I
1: was gonna say also.
0: There's just like it between like the
1: 40s, because you know, obviously pinup's been happening for a very long time. It's it's very old. You can go back in time to look at photographed erotica. You know, back to mm-hmm. the 1800s, and like you can you can kind of go out by time and look at the different silhouettes. And that's what I always really like to do, and what informed me. In at least my burlesque and also some of my more like pinup photography, is like these shapes. Like, I really love that hourglass shape. And it's because I'm not really built like an hourglass to begin with. Like, I'm an <laughs> athletic, tall person. And so, whenever I can try to exaggerate certain things, then I, I choose to do that because I really just love that that shape is just so iconic. It, like, for me, it screams power.
0: Yes, for some yeah. reason
1: just like those curves it's just like you're you know navigating the world with like a coke bottle full of power. <laughs> <That's so laughs>
0: you're just caffeinated body, you know. Yeah. So, you're like, kind like of looking at it all. Yeah, that like sand in the hourglass just bomb. bomb. <laughs> well, and then,
1: it, you know, these, these shapes, like, go through time. And so, but you know, besides that, like, kind of pin-up look, which was, like, my, my earliest love, like, then, you know, as I got older, I started to look at all these different sh- shapes. Like, I really loved, like, the bodies in the 70s because they were, like, extremely natural. And it's, like, very, like, if you go and look at, you know, Playboy in the 70s, like... <sighs> There's a very specific shape of breast, which is just fascinating to me. Like, were they just growing them that way and that way? Like, how did this... I know. Not Cause, like that
0: now. Because <laughs> isn't that funny? Like, you know, even going back to like pinup obviously obviously more of a cone kind of bullet mm-hmm. shape was in style. So isn't that funny though like the shape of breasts are trendy? That's like... It,
1: it's wild, you know, and then the 80s is what has mostly continued to stick with me because the 80s brought in the shapes of the 40s, like the kind of that hourglassy shape, but it was a little bit more severe, you know, shoulder. And yeah shoulders yep. red like super red lips like they weren't even trying to be subtle they were just not saying, even like, a bit Fuck, huge hair yeah. yeah yeah like and purple and blue nails. eyeshadow
0: yeah long ass nails yes totally Like just
1: absolutely can't do shit with your day nails like <laughs> no and, no
0: but, like useless <laughs> useless day useless nails. hands Yep. <laughs> um,
1: just serve me hands i love that
0: look <laughs> So the
1: 80s is like where it like I feel like all of the things that I really love kind of uh culminated and like made themselves into something that I'm always whenever I'm looking to like create a look and like oh just a hint of that, you know, just a unless little I'm 80s. Doing that's, yeah, unless I'm doing like a really, you know, traditional pinup thing, which is always fun to do every once in a while, but like if I'm doing of it course. all the time, I just I get sick of it cuz I'm just like there's only so many oopsie faces I can <laughs>
0: I conjure. <could> make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only so many elevators to be caught in skirts, um, you know, to be found. But yeah, exactly. that's interesting about the 80s. I think it's like, also adding that edge to this mm-hmm. kind of classic, right? Like that kind of rock and roll edge, right? Like oh hair, you know, hair metal kind of an edge to everything. Yes. Those, those yes. glam rock... Vibes to a pinup add those two together fucking genius yeah
1: (laughs) I mean rock and roll like for women and like everything that they've used in fashion in order to also you know push forward their careers is just iconic in every single sense of the word so yeah and hey as well. a
0: lot of those aesthetics like especially and you know continuing after the 80s to today like a lot of those aesthetics come from sex workers yes you know that a lot of, of musicians <laughs> yeah almost yeah i'll go so far to it. say all of it yes <laughs> from exactly it. like the hair to the nails to the makeup to the figures like the shapes mm-hmm. um the body super
1: low cut tops you know backless things like yes. everything that's like that that hint of like like, wouldn't you you know don't you wanna
0: (laughs) wouldn't you would you though yeah and then stuff like fur and like the those Mm -hmm. expensive elements of like tactile yes yeah exactly like textures and stuff like Mm -hmm. that it's so interesting eh? yeah
1: yeah there's no other reason for you know silk or fur to be interesting except for the fact that it makes people want to touch you
0: yes and how it I mean, feels on you your touch body yourself. yeah exactly when i think about you i do that yes <laughs> i touch <Exactly>. myself um <laughs> it's a famous lyric don't know if you're mm-hmm, familiar mm-hmm. um but like yeah wearing i sulk, used to dance to that song <laughs> okay tell me Long some of your ago. songs tell me some of your songs because i'm a burlesque dancer as well i have a huge i have quite a large dance background from when i was very little um oh, that's and, awesome. and when i was older also got into burlesque and taught like burlesque yeah. and lap dancing and all yes. that kind of sensual yes. types of dance, right? Started teaching later. So I'm interested. What are some of your songs? What's your style? Um, Tell me about it.
1: Um, I would say mostly rock and roll. I started nice. in kind of like my, the very first song I ever danced to was Ray Charles Marianne,
0: oh, um, which was
1: in lingerie. It was like a lingerie mambo. And it was very, you know, it was it was back in 2005. So, you know, no one can judge me.
0: Um I'm not judging. It's fantastic.
1: And then I and then I went kind of industrial and you know unfortunately don't like mentioning his name necessarily now cuz I don't dance to stuff anymore. but Marilyn Manson. Sure. Um yeah. I used taint, tainted love. I did a nurse act in vinyl back in the day.
0: That was really fun. Um yeah, my PVC nurse coat got a lot of use. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. <laughs> every you know, day... The
0: prints. Every oh, every yeah.
1: Yeah, Get Off, which is really fun. And then mostly rock and roll. So, like, I do a lot of Zeppelin. Like, I'm really Ugh. seriously into Zeppelin <laughs> and ACDC. Um, okay, a bit, a I'm Sabbath. understanding.
0: Okay, I'm understanding a bit. Yeah, I can see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, it's being, being the performer that dances to those things and looks like I do is always kind of interesting for people to first... Understand, which is funny because you know, I black people created rock and roll, yes, however,
0: (laughs) co opted by white people, yeah, yeah, Yeah. but
1: however, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily um, remember or or remember, you know, remember that or take into account that there's a lot of black folks that are still into that stuff, and so, um, it's been a joy to be able to dance to those things and to be able to also give some of those things a little bit of like a classic flair to them so um one of my favorite songs which is uh was classically done it was actually written by a black man before zeppelin ever did it was you shook me and it's just incredible and robert plant's voice on it is insane and you know i look like a old school showgirl you know it's the full gown and corset and the whole thing um but you know big wild hair and hair flips and all that stuff and it's just it's fun it's really fun to be able to like do you know old school movement with not contemporary but
0: <laughs> rock music contemporary <laughs> enough you know
1: ish contemporary ish music and you know i'm open <laughs> I I consider myself as a performer, you know, I I haven't danced on a live stage since 2019. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's pandemic vibes, right? But um, yeah,
0: yeah, sad. I
1: I consider myself open to pretty much any type of music. So long as I'm obsessed with the piece of music, then Mm -hmm. I want to do something with it, you know, and even if it's not necessarily like movement, you know, one of my favorite things that I ever created was I, it's a, I don't know, it's like performance art piece where I have a drink with the audience to um, Bill Withers, use yeah. me up. Um, <laughs> yeah, to use me up by Bill Withers. And, you know, I just kind of sit there and I have a drink with the audience and I, yeah. you know, take out ice and I put it all over the place and I shove it inside myself. And it's great, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when do you like, say inside I, yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like why, why not? You know, because it's temperature play. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And make people think about you know what is how how comfortable can you be while well, this person is doing something very slow and intimate for you? You know, and inviting you to to interact with that. You know, with your eyes. Like don't look away. Yes, yes. Don't <laughs> you dare happening. look
0: away. Yes. <laughs>
1: This is happening to you.
0: It's <laughs> happening right here, right now in this room. You showed up. You
1: consented. Let's, let's do
0: this. <laughs> You're in the front row. I will interact with you. I exactly. will look directly in your eyes. I don't do that thing where I kind of look over top of everyone. I'm looking at. Oh, no. No, no. We eye in this house. Yes, yes. we only eye fuck in this house. <laughs> I think that's the most important part of burlesque. Like, to eye fuck or to... If you're not, you know, there yet, or just that's not something that you feel comfortable doing, or whatever, to make it look like you're eye fucking someone.
1: It's a constant direction of energy, right? So, you know, for me, I think eye contact is one of the most important parts of that, whether you are creating an eye contact moment with the entire audience or with one person in the audience, which invites everybody else to interact with that interaction, is really important. And, you know, one of my. I mean, I didn't do any of these, you know, online shows over. I didn't really either. I could, I did like I could. two,
0: I think. But I was like, I just I, couldn't do it. It's not the same. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just the that that push and pull of energy is so deeply important, and you know, I especially with dance, especially with teas, you know, yeah. and, the, and there's some, you know, there's some ways in which I've been able to create that, like in my own videos for like my OnlyFans stuff and my Patreon stuff is like, but that's also through editing, right? Yeah. That's like a different, beast. <laughs> it's, it's a completely different beast, a very painful, arduous beast, <laughs> beautiful beast. Very,
0: very beastly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel you. I think that's the that's, that's the, the um, energy that you want to kind of have on stage when you're doing it. It's the interaction is, is the fun part of it, is the interesting part of it. It's not about dance so much. It's not about the costumes so much it can be about i mean both of those parts are lovely mm-hmm. parts of it, but i think the the essence like the core the root of it is yes. being in the room together and creating a moment you know out of this kind of these interactions this these eye contact this fl- eye flirting eye fucking all of that kind of
1: absolutely that's the, you're, the you're there to it. rile people up and then send them on the way home you know
0: yeah all hot bothered <laughs> yeah exactly Only seeing 90% of your breast.
1: (laughs) Oh, Lord. Sometimes 92%.
0: Sometimes. (laughs) And sometimes all of
1: it, depending on how
0: warm you get in the audience. And, you know, Mm -hmm, mm pasties just fly off. (laughs) Oh, I've been there. Like, I mean, yes, not only malfunctions with the pasties just because you're sweating in the hot room. And maybe you didn't wipe off your moisturizer first before mm-hmm. applying them that day. You yeah, know, maybe you nipples didn't just think. reject them. They're just yep. like, no, nope, not They're, today. Goodbye. Yes, goodbye. No. <laughs> Depending, maybe it was a particularly heavy tassel that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But also, I've had those, I've had the moments where I've just kind of, like, specifically where it's... it's Ripped him off. Yeah, where it's allowed. Like, you know, we have a mm-hmm, sex club, and I would do burlesque at a sex club. So there are many, many times where I would, would have pasties and plan to just do the regular burlesque thing, but I end up just going full Monty for whatever reason, you know. Mm-hmm. I was Absolutely. in the moment and maybe it was the audience <laughs> participation element that I brought the person up. They were like, it's my birthday. And I'm like, well, I have to get my birthday soup for you then. Like, <laughs> I just makes sense. How could I not? What an insult if I. <laughs> well, and, you know, full nudity is an a real part of
1: our burlesque history regardless truly, of truly. whether people want to decide that that doesn't exist like you know the what is it the lore that the the first real burlesque acts like happened because someone's strap broke
0: you know right, and right. so
1: <laughs> there's always been this this element of like oh it's a little bit more than we came paying for but we're here for it <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's exciting yeah. because it's kind and of all like of was merkins, i supposed to
1: Like, Merkin culture back in the burlesque, the beginning burlesque days was like a real thing, you know, and all of the, you know, the cops would come and so they would put the lights so they wouldn't flash that time, like... (laughs) because yeah. they were all doing these flashing things like right before the end of their act they would flash their bush which was really a merkin because yeah. there were ladies of course of course
0: yes i could show my real bush but i can certainly show a, a replica <laughs> of my bush, bush just on top yes it's just <laughs>
1: absolutely ridiculous <laughs> Just <laughs>
0: ridiculous i love that i definitely have um like a you know because i i generally have blue or green hair so i've got a couple numbers where i've made you know i've made a blue merkin merkin. of of course and the reveal is the blue merkin you know and it's maybe i've got a blue like fuzzy and blue um which is a sesame street song i perform to that quite often and um, the final reveal of course of course would be the blue merkin
1: excellent excellent
0: (laughs) Yeah, my yeah, burlesque. The
1: you can do with costuming is just absolutely insane.
0: Totally, I think my style, like for burlesque, is it's always a bit silly. So I'll I'll be the person that's like you know doing an alien an alien burlesque routine, <laughs> and so I'll wear the full you know green suit, and then I'll mm-hmm. just like I'll sew on the pasties on the green suit and a green merkin on the green suit, and you know. <laughs> Nice. eventually yeah I'll eventually take off all the clothes and you just get this weird green <laughs> head-to-toe <laughs> suit like you know the ones that zip up the back like it's covering your face everything, Those everything. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've sewn on all the little <laughs> excellent bits yes of course <laughs> leave your audience going well yes well okay well That's... okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have a big green alien head too obviously i mean so good you've gotta you gotta bring the theater you know (laughs) let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors shall we first of all oasis aqua lounge is a water themed sex club located right here in toronto at 231 mutual street Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website oasisokalounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BedPost—that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T—when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. So, are you eager to return to you know big houses full of people screaming your name and hooting and hollering?
1: You know, I don't know yet. I I know, um... me
0: too. Oh, I feel that. Thank you for saying that. I feel that.
1: I mean, I've had you know a lot a lot happen in the last like three years of my life where I've definitely um, entered a space where I'm trying to decide where I want to be as an entertainer, if I want to be there as an entertainer and like what my function is as like a uh, as someone who is offering something to society. <laughs> I've been in a you know an artist's existential crisis since well before the pandemic started and then when the pandemic hit I was like oh it's just I guess we'll just live here now
0: yeah this is just my reality now this is every day yeah contemplating my existence
1: a a lot of investigations you know and around obviously having to create in a vacuum you know during during this period of time there's been a lot of you know you don't want to Who wants to put on a full face and fuck yourself in front of a camera when, you know, the world is dying outside, like, and you have to pretend like it's super great or, you know, or maybe you wait to shoot when you're in a better mood that day or, you know, but it's, it's such a challenge because I love creating things. I love creating, you know, videos and photo shoots and being able to do all the editing and all of that is really enjoyable for me, but during this period of time, it's been a challenge because of what's happening in the world, and yes. y- you know, you try to disassociate or create boxes in which you're like, okay, that doesn't exist right now. For right now, I'm just a hot, fun girl playing with her boobs.
0: Yeah, like, I'm a golden glamazon. We can glam-as-on. go back to that later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just give me 10 minutes where I can just bang this custom vid out exactly. <laughs> real quick. Exactly. Exactly. Uh- No, I totally feel you. My thing that I like sometimes get in a funk of just not wanting to create um, is specifically in the genre that I'm in, like the femdom genre, Mm -hmm. is this this battle between like um, the fantasy of femdom versus the reality of it. Like Because the Mm -hmm. fantasy of femdom is like men just treat me the same as any other woman or sex worker or whoever, you know. Um, So disrespectfully, you know, just to generalize Mm it um, and just to give them this femdom fantasy, say a custom video or something like that. Mm -hmm. But outside that, you know, I'm not really living this reality of femdom where people are, you know, um, treating me in this the way that perhaps that I would like and respecting my boundaries and all this type Mm -hmm. of things. And, um, you know, I got into this particular part of sex work because I wanted to you know I, I didn't want to be disrespected and I wanted... Oh, you wanted to experience those good things yes thank you yeah exactly and in some ways I do with some clients I do certainly with regulars mm-hmm. the only way someone's going to become my regular is if they do um, but you still mm-hmm. you know the most most of your interactions as a you know dominant sex worker you're still not the you know dominant one in the relationship when it's yeah. a man when it's a cis white man you know Purchasing your content, or trying to get a session with you, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that push and pull of like. Sometimes it really feels like I'm not living my femdom dreams. <laughs> you know? I could, yeah, I could dig that. I, I understand that. And I'm sure. just like, mm-hmm. some days I'm just like men, just men, like Lord, and I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I. You know, I investigated at one point, like. Maybe trying to inch my way into being a dom, yeah, and then I realized that that is just despite everybody's, uh, especially men's uh, assumptions that I am a dom, like that's mostly how men come to my feed, right? They're like, Yes, 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 let me serve you. Okay,
0: yes, please talk about this because I think it's related to the tall thing, you know, yeah,
1: and I'm not, you know, I'm actually a sub
0: yeah <laughs> like
1: a bratty one at that and <laughs> I could see
0: that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: and so it's been it's interesting because you know a lot of men will come to my feet expecting this instead or you know making well I think you should be doing you know femdom dom work or findom work and I'm like no like, that's not who I am. And some of them will end up, you know, following my content either on OnlyFans or Patreon for a while. And some of them will stay and they're like, you know, you just tick my boxes in this other way. And I'm like, great, because, you know, I'm not going to, you know, decide to tiptoe into a scene that where there are so many people that are way more experienced than I am. Yeah. But- I would, you know.
0: Would never. everybody starts somewhere. There's that. Oh, no, for but sure. I, for I understand sure. But what you're saying, though, yeah.
1: It's also just, like, the desire to, you know, it's like I've been, you know, in my in-person back in the day sex work that I've done, you know, I've been a service top, and it's very hilarious for me. Like, I know how to do a lot of these things, but <laughs> I just, I find I'm just like, oh, sure, I'll, yeah, I'll, they'll spake you. You know, I'm just... <laughs> Like, if that's what you want, you know, I'm like, okay. Um, and I just turned to a giant dork. And so it's... <laughs> I like that. And, like, you know, and I I guess if there's, like, a, a giggling, super sarcastic bratty dom that, like, just doesn't give a shit about being serious ever, then I could probably do that for I somebody I mean, if they I mean, pay me well enough. I mean, you
0: <laughs> kind of just described my aesthetic as a dom, but, you know... <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, I found that, you know, a lot of people make this this assumption about me. And it is because, you know, I'm tall. It is yeah. because I lift. It is because I'm black. And it is because I'm a black, tall, tattooed, semi-muscular yeah. woman that they're just saying, oh, well, she's going to, you know, want to crush me with her thighs. And I'm like, no. I just want you to tell me I'm a really, really good girl because I did all my chores today. You know? <laughs>
0: can't i just have that
1: like why can't i so it's been this you know it's this balance between yelling at men on the internet no i'm not that because i don't Mm -hmm. want anyone to think that i have any issue with that work because i think it's fucking rad and in fact you know some of my one of my most favorite humans on this earth is a dom and at any given time if she were like come here and you know, be my sub today or forever. I'd be like, yes, yeah. you got me. Yeah. Easy. Um, or can so I book I never, the
0: plane ticket?
1: <laughs> seriously, this pandemic has been the worst. Yeah. The worst for that, you know. Mm. So, but I also just know from even I had this beautiful experience of being able to be a dolly for um, Lady Wildfire.
0: Um, I don't know her. I don't know she's, them.
1: She's like super old school. Um, I think she started in the 80s. Okay. Um, she did a whole bunch of really amazing like fetish films in the 90s and the early aughts. And I got to go to a dungeon with Sweet Pea, um, my friend who is also a dom mm-hmm. and has been training under um, Lady Wildfire. And it was the... I've never been a dolly before. I've never been dressed up like that before. It was so amazing. And she was so, I've never seen a dungeon like this before. Like she, that's her thing. She likes to dress people up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah.
1: And I was like, I love, I love people dressing me up. Like, it turns out that that's really fun for me.
0: I love it. I love dollification. Yeah. On either side of the slash, actually. I love like yeah. bimbofication, dollification, feminization. Yeah. Like even for me, who's uh, cis female, like I love somebody because I, I don't, really in my daily life I'm not a super feminine girl like I don't Mm -hmm. I don't do really pretty silhouettes I'm not a huge fan of makeup in my personal life so it's fun to dress Mm -hmm. up like a girl you know for me too um for people to put me in that and especially if you're like oh my god like recently we replicated that meme unintentionally I was playing with um a female top dom um she's actually she's at this point she's pretty much my mommy dummy. um Mm. but she like you know did that meme where she got on top of me and did my makeup that way while I was lying down on my back yeah and I was like oh my god is am I living my best life (laughs) you're living the femme life in that moment I think I am
1: (laughs) oh that's so good yeah
0: I mean it's 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 so wonderful to be able to have those experiences yeah, this is interesting though how you're talking about how people assume that you are that you are dominant. I think, um, actually, could we mentioned Vidra, Miss Vidra, mm-hmm. uh, pre-recording. I think we did. Yes, um, that uh, recently. She asked me how tall I was. I think I posted a picture where I looked kind of more accurately, my petite height. And she was like, wait, 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 how actually how tall are you? And I was like, oh, I'm only 5'3". And she was like, what? She assumed that I was like, you know, up near like 5'10", or like, like, I was a tall person. I was like, hey, and then I felt, um I felt, you know, uh proud that I gave off like, tall person yes. energy, you know what I mean? But then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wait, what's that about? You know what I mean? And, like, that I would feel more powerful somehow if I was taller and I was like "Ooh, what's that where's that come from and I was like I think yeah and I'm like "Ooh, I think that's because you know the script that there you go the heteronormative script that men are big and tall and strong Mm -hmm. and they're dominant inherently and Mm -hmm. I'm like oh no 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 I don't want to like perpetuate that I'm like I'm a petite dom and I'm You know, subverting the narrative, which to me Mm -hmm. is what's important in kink and in, you know, facilitating fetish work and whatnot. So I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, I I need to kind of rethink how I and why
1: sociology. There's been sociological. Yeah, there we go. Studies about people. It's a very long word. You did it. It is very early in the the week, you know, Uh, but they've done studies about how how people assign power. Yeah. And they assign power to either. They assign, what is it, um, more honesty to people that they perceive to be more attractive, which I consider Whoa. that, I'm like, yeah, Whoa. which I'm like, danger balls. Yeah. Um, then assume they give more power to people that are tall Yeah. in general. And I was just like, this is, that is absolutely ridiculous. You know, as someone who all of my attraction ranges really have to do with how intelligent a person is. Mm-hmm. and um and i don't want to say i'm sapiosexual because that's not ableist like,
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah, that's but, nah.
1: <laughs> but like how their mind connects to mine right sure and yeah it, like i've i've definitely been in room with like in a room with incredibly exquisitely beautiful people and just been like you know they're beautiful but i have i don't feel anything right mm-hmm. um <laughs> but but to know that people just automatically just give that power to someone just because they're you know over five ten is bananas to me. Truly, yeah, and I'm sure you <laughs> I'm sure
0: you deal with that on the daily, all the time, all the yeah. time. Ever since
1: I was a kid, you know, I was six one at thirteen.
0: Oh my goodness! Wow. Yes. That's, so you know that's a, they just are an early growth spurt right there. Wow. Yeah, they just take away
1: your you know your teenager dumb at that point. They're just like, well, you can make adult decisions. You're like, really? I am Cause not I'm able. Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even drive, and you assume that I have any of the rational capabilities of an adult. This is really not fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's. It's also possibly. Related to that adulthood thing, you know, taller equals mm-hmm. more mature or smarter or more developed potentially. There's mm-hmm. something about that because one I mean, thing- they do that with
1: black women and black girls in They're, particular, yeah, black yeah. children. Like there's so many studies about this, and yet we still have not gotten to a point where we are um, actively unpacking it.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and I
1: don't know when we're gonna get there. I mean, it keeps coming up with you know shootings and so many shootings, yeah. <laughs> and we just we're just not there yet. And you know, I I do hope that in our lifetime yeah. uh, we'll get there. Totally. But we make a lot of assumptions based on how people look, and I am, if nothing, just a ripe testimony to that in every single sense of the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just walk around just going wow you just assumed so much you know it's just walking this planet for me is really interesting so I at least on the other end of things I've learned to be or I try very hard to never give in to any of those biases and always question like why did I think that mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. that person because I know that that's not true for me you know I know that when people assume those things, it can be really harmful to my relationships with them. And so I try to, you know, always, I'm always questioning.
0: Yeah, be as critical of your own feelings surrounding assumptions, just as you are critical of other people's assumptions of you, essentially.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, not trying to be like contradictory in that way.
1: Yeah, it's essential, especially now in this world, right? Like we are, we're just walking around just assuming and putting things on people all the time. And we really
0: got to we got to get away from that <laughs> yes yeah 100%. yes yes <laughs> i have to say me being in femdom is like really got me thinking a lot also i mean just the pandemic year of like i'm just here alone a lot um you know just thinking <sighs> about stuff you know but i think yeah the more i'm kind of uh, the more years kind of i'm accumulating in this genre of sex work i'm like just more closely and closely examining all of all of this stuff, specifically about like gender mm-hmm. norms and stuff like that.
1: I mean, porn is set up for nothing but assumptions. Yeah, I think of, I think about this a lot. You know, it's like you you look at porn through keywords, or mm-hmm. if we've trained men, <laughs> in particular, yeah, unfortunately, to look at porn through keywords and keywords that are damaging as hell, like milf most of these women that are are shooting milf content are like 24 yeah i know i'm losing my mind i'm like i am so much older than that
0: like am i a gilf like i'm almost right. 40 i'm a gilf then? i know i'm almost 42 like what the fuck
1: <laughs> like you cannot be serious we cannot be serious about this you know and every, all of the stuff around inter- interracial porn oh and, lord yeah i mean it's just i I think about that when I am creating my content when like when people are when I've been asked to either one give keywords to a site right like yes or something like that and I'm just like oh my god this that is the bane of my existence or when people want me to describe my work and there is no like there's no real niche save for me and probably a few others it's just like I just at Happy chick that wants to be naked.
0: Yeah, I'm me. So if you like me, <laughs> watch my stuff and buy my exactly. Porn. That's like very can, much my brand too. Yeah, yeah I can't. Like, if you point like me, else. if you <laughs> seem like you like me, then book me.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you're not going to find anybody else. And I think that there's that's like you or that's like me. And I think there are thankfully, uh, you know, a group of men that get that. They totally get that. Yeah, and totally. And I'm so thankful for them. And I'm really thankful for, like, I have this really small and awesome base of men that, like, I've, you know, sometimes you can see who they're following, like, in other feeds and stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's so varied. And, like, some of them are just, like, rock star women, like, doing their own shit. And I love that when I see that, you know. And then sometimes you'll get someone that follows you. Sometimes I'll look and see what they're following. And I'm like, really. Cringy. Like, just, you know, down the line, it's just nothing but, like black powerful femmes, and I'm like okay fetishist awesome and then I just block them because I'm like you don't get access to me too like you're already your your dance car is full buddy like I'm (laughs) not interested
0: interested in being on your plate like I'm not (laughs) totally yeah and that's something I think that kind of surprised me about being a sex worker the fact that I have this kind of ethical dilemma surrounding whether i'm perpetuating the fetishization of you know abc whatever it is or i'm subverting it um yeah and to make sure (laughs) that i'm making that conscious decision every time
1: every time yeah it's so and that's exhausting right and that's when and it's not accessible for everybody no no it's not and the discourse happens and then you're either one sucked into it or two, you're looking at it from afar, like I can't I can't get embroiled in this again because I can't I just, get engaged. Yeah. I need to have somewhat of a clear slate when I'm creating what I'm creating in order to enjoy it as well. Like yeah. you know, enjoying making what I make is deeply important for me. Yes. Like having to create something that I'm not into. Like I've tried that a few times, you know, people make custom orders sure. and they're they'll request something that I'm like, ah, I'm not really quite into that theme. And yeah. I try it out and I'm like miserable the whole time. And that makes me sad because I want to give them, you know, me having a great time because that's how they found me.
0: Yes. That's your you know, like aesthetic yeah. or vibe. Yeah. is fun. Yeah. yeah. Having so fun. Now I, yeah, so, yeah.
1: So now I find myself, you know, when people make custom order, you know, requests and they request and I'm like, I'm not into that. Yeah, I'm like, if you, you can continue to make suggestions and I will tell you when you hit something on the head or I'll make some suggestions for you. But yep. I promise you that, like, even if I went, you know, 5% out of my comfort zone, I'm going to see it.
0: You will notice that it's... you will know it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's something you learn. I mean, most people mm-hmm. I feel like that that's probably true for like something, you know, a custom request you would have maybe taken when you were like a little BB sex worker. Yeah, but now we're um, in our late thirties. We don't get like, fucks no oh, more. No. We're like, no, I will not because you learn, you know, developing your boundaries and what you're comfortable mm-hmm. with and the stuff that makes you happy. Again, mm-hmm. you know, there's an accessibility question of like, you know, are oh, you a course. survival of sex course. worker? How much how badly do you need the money Mm -hmm. or also how much emotional labor do you Mm -hmm. want to be putting into your work so Mm -hmm. you know surrounding your boundaries or surrounding you know that that ethical dilemma that we were talking about before yeah you know what i mean that's totally up to you anyone doing any of that you know i just feel
1: grateful that i'm able to put my foot down around those things and and also just be able to hold on to like i i want to do i got into this all in the beginning you know because being this naked lady online brought me joy. And so whenever I get out of that zone, when I get away from the the Venn diagram of, you know, what brings me joy, what makes me money. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. Two very different things sometimes.
1: Yeah. You know, but when I slide over to like what makes me money, but like there's no joy in it, I'm like, okay, how can I, I need to. How can I do less of this? Yeah. (laughs) How can I I reorient this? Mm -hmm, Because it'll mm -hmm, mess mm -hmm. up your whole day. Yes. Like, you know, and we don't need that. Like.
0: Yeah, when you look back at your week, and you're like, oh, I feel just kind of my cup is empty, Mm -hmm. you know, when you look back at your week, and you're like, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, dealt with these difficult customers or clients, and I, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. did that thing that I wasn't too jazzed about, and I was treated this way, but I didn't just immediately block them, I still accepted the, you know, sale or session or whatever it was, you know, it's like, you can look back and see, and then, you know, if you're privileged enough, which you know, mm-hmm. I'm a person that I will very much say that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, just remind people that that's not everybody's situation. Yep. You know, you can see and then and then readjust hopefully for the next week and be like, okay, you know, <laughs> I, I. How many times do I have to learn this lesson? <laughs> right, and <laughs> sometimes
1: know? the money is fucking worth it. Sometimes hey. It is-
0: so worth it <laughs> a great thing to mention you know i what i tend to do if somebody gives me uh, say a custom video request that i'm not super jazzed about but i'm like hey i throw in it like an exorbitant amount of money mm-hmm. you know as a quote i'm like this hey at that price excited. <laughs> yeah there you go there you have it this will excite me this sparks joy uh, yeah i will do it you know, for sure with gusto happy uh, you'll get that ecstatic kind of energy vibe uh oh, if yeah, i'm making this i'm just thinking from. about this. <laughs> That's what works. Oh, it's so <laughs> true, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's always its a sliding scale. It is a Venn diagram of you know the money and the joy, and you know if you're if you're privileged enough to be able to get to that point in your career in your creative process to be able to do that to like, choose hang, hang on to it with for dear life yeah do of,
0: it yeah yeah take and advantage I, of that as yeah, much as exactly. you possibly can yeah
1: <laughs> point your arrow that way if you can especially because i think that that ultimately if we can get more people to that level we can get more people to you know respect the process of what yeah. it takes to create these things and yeah, 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 yeah. you know and maybe one day more men will be more respectful i know that that is a dream
0: yeah but like more normalized to paying a certain like paying the premium for stuff like this because it's hard fucking work and it's really specialized work you know you need a lot of fucking skills to do this work that you can't just get anywhere so i mean you know it's valuable, essentially. So it's raise so your rates, pay that premium I, price, charge that premium price rather. Yeah, you know.
1: I just think how incredible it is. That, you know, at any given time, if somebody has you know a site and they're a sex worker, you can reach out to them and say, "I want A, B, C, and D. I have you know this much money. Or, how much does this cost to get this incredibly specialized yeah, niche person?" Nuanced. your nails are green and your hair is pink and you're wearing this lingerie <laughs> and you're listening to this song and you say these words and you say my name and, and then you're you using this dildo
0: that i bought dildo. you <laughs> exactly amazing so you
1: instruct me for seven minutes to do this thing you know it's like Really? Because at that point when you're filming, you're, you have all of these things in your head, right? You're like, okay, like they want the striptease and then they want a JOI and then they want to see this mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. these, these poses while I'm doing A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> while, while I'm
1: trying to enjoy myself so that it shows through the video. And look effortless. It's And then skillful. I gotta edit it. And then yeah. I gotta watch it <laughs> and edit it.
0: How many skills there, you know? And I did all the admin surrounding it of like booking oh, it and processing messy. this request, like you know. What yes, I'm sense. gonna. Can we ch- look at our own pussies, just <laughs> editing. And that was editing. me today. Editing. Oh my god, I did custom photo set today. Sorry, I just banging my mic. I did a custom no, no, um, photo set today that was exactly that. I'm like, how many times? How I'm the like photo sets, yeah. Oh, the oh. photo sets. <laughs>
1: Like I just need to Photoshop out this one hair. Oh, no. I like, this one on fleck of nipple. dust. Like, like this
0: one f- lint, just little fleck.
1: <laughs> you bring out your little brush tool while yeah. you're cursing. Like
0: how many times at have everything? I been in a, a times a one thousand zoom on my nipple? You know, like if I could mm-hmm. count the times, <laughs> if I had you a penny i feel so lucky
1: because like my husband does a lot of editing and filming for me and like he does a lot of like the super pro treatment of like our like the pre-screens and all of the stuff that i think is really fun because i want all of my stuff to look like 80s porn like i just care about that really deeply (laughs) um like regardless of whether my audience likes it or not like i do it because i love it and you know there's times where he's just like gotta go edit the porn again and then it's just nothing but like seeing screens of my pussy for like you know half an hour because he's like doing this crazy trippy effect with it and I'm like you know what I just bless you You No, I love you
0: (laughs) right no I just love you I just love this
1: about us you know
0: (laughs) I was gonna ask you yeah I was gonna be like who's on your team because like It looks like you've got, like, a fucking champion of a video editor doing your stuff. Yeah. Creating all these, this, like, (laughs) such a strong voice, artistic voice in the way they're edited, you know? Yeah, we, I
1: mean, we have a really amazing uh, conversation like set up when we are shooting, you know, it's like, okay, I want it to look like this. And we'll talk about it a couple days before where I'm like, okay, we're going to shoot. Obviously it's pandemic times. Right. So it's like, Oh, we're going to shoot in the bedroom. Like I'm going to have, you know, these sheets on the bed and wearing this lingerie, you know, I want it to feel like this. And then I kind of give him like the mood board of of emotions, or you know, different descriptions, descriptive words to tell them like what I want this to feel like, nice. and then you know I find all of the music, and then we will film. Um, and usually, I don't find the music until after. Sometimes we'll just shoot. Like I listen to a lot of Ministry. <laughs> And so, like, that's usually what I'm moving to. Um, and then I just edit music on top of that. Another you know, thing, like Or it's Zeppelin like, yeah. or, or it's, like, Peaches. or You know, it's, like, really random stuff. But, you know, so we'll shoot and it'll be a lot of, okay, so, like, I want the rolling shot up to my ass. And then I'm going to do yada, yada, yada. And we'll talk about, we'll just talk about it, shoot, you know. It takes yeah. a couple of hours to make our stuff. And then the editing process is really great because I let him, or, and I don't let he goes through and kind of finds the juiciest parts and starts to create the narrative based off of what I've already described for him. Yeah. And then he'll kind of set it together and then I'll look at it and then make editing choices around that too. Like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if like I faded here or if this was slowed down by 20%? And so we have the same, um, we have the same vocabulary around these things. It's just, he's so quick at editing that... I could edit these things myself, but it would, oh my God. Like I, <laughs> I was editing these things myself and it would take ages. And now editing with him is just, it's like A dream. next dream level. And it, well, it's just fun. That's like, it's lovely. Just fun that we just get to do that. Right. And I'm like, oh, and this music. And he like, he understands my brain around Choreography, where like I want things to hit on a certain beat, on of a certain course. tap, a certain yeah, yeah. A snap or a whip or whatever. And so he'll do that um, instinctively now and find it in the video. And I'm like, oh my God, like even though you have to slow this down over here, like can we just cut some of it off so like we can hit that moment that you have there? Like don't touch that, you know? That's and that's amazing. really, really, really fun. And then we just get to do all of the stupid stuff around like title screens and stuff, which literally none of, none of my... Clients or fans care
0: about that shit. <laughs> no, this sounds very like you need to do this. <laughs> I need to
1: do it. It's our soul fulfilling purpose, you know. Exactly. And then we we brought that into like my cooking show because we wanted to do something that was PG. Yeah, And so yeah. we we get to, like, also do that process, you know, except, you know, less around, like, okay, and then zoom in on my pussy. Instead, it's like, oh, and then, you know, you get this really cool shot of this cake with my nails around it, you know, looking very retro.
0: So <laughs> we just, it's, they're translatable skills. And it works really well. That's so lovely. And what a lovely thing for you to do together. Just an activity for a husband and wife to do together. That sounds, like, absolutely fantastic. That's so
1: Nice. I, it is. It is really nice. You know, we thought I I thought that like filming, filming myself, I can do and I've done a lot of it. And, sure, I, you know, it's and it's different. Like, you'll get kind of a different vibe. Like, I usually I'll fuck around a lot more on the camera with the yeah. camera if I'm just shooting by myself because I'm just rolling around like it doesn't matter. I'm not wasting anybody <laughs> else's time.
0: <laughs> yeah way you know? overshoot overshoot like crazy when you're by yourself like crazy
1: yeah. like crazy. yeah but you know and that there's there's value to that and sometimes I just get in a mood and I'm like oh well, I'm just gonna do this and like he has a he has a day job like he's a he's a functioning adult you know adult <laughs> yeah. human with a civvy job you know so it's not like he can always shoot me when I when I get like the wild hair in my ass to do it so
0: yeah
1: you know and then we just you know, for things that are more formal that need like definitely more setup, like a cooking show, okay. it turns out is way harder to shoot than
0: naked lady stuff. Yeah. It just turns I can, out. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like more technical in a way. You know, it's like, oh, you have to show all of these different it's like the learning curve around that has been so different because of like microphones and in everything so I yeah. you know it's very fascinating but it's amazing
0: fun. well oh my god so this has been so lovely we should wrap this up I'm yes. so very <laughs> pleased to have talked to you today it's lovely but yeah, before I kind of
1: to connect
0: I, I know I know first time we actually talked to each other been mm-hmm. a big fan for a long time so this has just been I've just been able to fangirl and thank you for letting <laughs> me do that for for you of and to course. you of <laughs> course
1: Thanks for asking me it's like, just, you're, I just think you're bee's knees.
0: Ah, bee's knees! I'm actually a huge fan of bees, so that's <laughs> a, one of the highest compliments I could receive. Before I let you go, can you tell us where, every all the ways we can give you money, yeah, <laughs> find, yeah. follow you?
1: Um, The easiest way to find me is on one of my sites. I have kind of an aggregator site that has, you know, my OnlyFans Patreon and my baking show. So if you all the different flavors, you know, from PG to X Um, destination, (laughs) and Devereaux is D-E-V as in Victor, E-R-A-U-X.com. So it doesn't have that extra French E in there. Um, I'm not that fancy. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, OnlyFans, which is Golden Glamazon. And Twitter is where, like, if you want to, like, kind of see my vibe, interact with me, that's where you're going to find me is twitter.com uh, forward slash Sydney Devereaux. Yeah, and once Sydney's again, S-Y-D-N-I. Once again, you're a fantastic Twitter follow.
0: So at the very (laughs) least,
1: very, very least, do that. At least find me there, you know. And occasionally, I'll, you know, I put up photos and all that
0: stuff. But if like people really want to see me naked, they should go and give me money buy some shit <laughs> <100%. laughs> 100 percent for know. myself everyone you should know by now i'm at the lady pym one on twitter at the lady pym on insta and uh, at the bedpost podcast on insta we have a patreon it's the bedpost show we have a youtube it's the bedpost sex show we have an email it's the bedpost sex show at gmail.com but if it's domination related please email me at lady pym at protonmail.com. Before I go, I'd like to give a shout out to the lovely lady that does all the original music. She's an amuse- amazing musician uh, for the podcast. All original music by Stephanie Copeland. Check out her stuff at stephcopelandmusic.com. Last but not least, the Golden Glamazon herself, Sydney Devereaux. Thank you so, so much for this lovely conversation.
1: Thank you for having me
0: my absolute pleasure and thank you everyone for listening we'll see you next time with another fun and sexy guest here on the spit post podcast talk about sex and sexuality get fucked bye. Bye. <laughs> bye this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network sonar